0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Can Do This podcast. I am your host, Liz Seneker, and today I wanted to share with you something I'm really excited about. Uh, I know I've been releasing a lot of bonus episodes, and in case you're wondering, those are going to be for a workout program that is launching in the new year that is specifically for new moms. I've teamed up with a friend uh, who is a personal trainer. You can find him on Instagram under Develop Yourself, and we just have have some exciting stuff that's going to be released in the new year. So if you are curious or want to know more, you can send me a DM on that or just wait for the grandiose release and I'd be happy to share more. But today's episode, I wanted to talk about how to plan an escape room in your house. And what I mean by that is kind of like not something demonic or scary. Um, this isn't an episode of Saw. Um, this is basically a board game that you are trying to complete as a family. Maybe you've done one in your city where you go to... Um, here we, we actually just call them escape rooms, but maybe you call them like a breakout room or something like that. And what it is is you're in a room with a bunch of clues and there's a story and a theme and uh, and you'll try to crack and solve all the puzzles to escape the room. So if you haven't done one of those, this may not be the best episode for you to watch. But if you have and you're interested in creating one for yourself, then stay tuned in here. sisters. I've got notes for you. So first and foremost, you're going to want to pick a story line. It could be anything. Um, for me, a lot of my story inspirations have came from movies and maybe different books that I've read, stuff like that. To back up, I have to preface this by saying that I have always been the type of person who loves to plan things, and creating things is kind of my mantra. When I was in high school, I was involved in creating essentially a game of Survivor for our whole school, and even though I wasn't the initial creator of the idea, I definitely executed about 98% of the games and the activities that we did. I, a few years ago, had planned a couple escape rooms for birthday parties and a Christmas party, and I think that they're just truly a blast. So dovetailing back to picking a story. You wanted to find clearly where your guests are escaping from and where they want to escape to. So for example, um, if you wanted to do, say, a Willy Wonka-themed escape room or maybe a different movie, What you would want to explain is which room that they're in, what they have to do to get out of that room, and then where the finish line is. So the finish line could be like you make it to Candyland, which is in the garage. Um, And you're starting off in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, which is our dining room. You're going to want to decide how many clues and puzzles that they're going to have to solve, and then pick out what those puzzles are going to be. An example could be, you start in the living room. They have to solve three puzzles before they can unlock the door, whether that's a real door or an imaginary door. Then they proceed to the kitchen where they solve two puzzles, and then they go into the you know, second bedroom, and that is where the escape is and the final puzzles are. For your puzzles, you could look into things on Pinterest. Maybe you have a couple of different lock lock boxes, a hidden book, something under a table, taping notes under chairs. Maybe you have an old-fashioned map that you could really use, or you create some cryptic messages for decoding. In the past, I've used different science experiments that would erupt into different colors depending on what you did with them. Like sometimes you can um, not recommended without supervision but sometimes you can burn different things on paper and it will turn different colors and the colors could coordinate with a a code when you know what your options are for puzzles then you're going to figure out how your storyline is going to go so when you're thinking about it um, when I did an escape room for a church what we did is we we started in a room that they were locked in air quotes I know you can't see me doing the air quotes but I am They were locked in the nursery at the church, and what we had done is we hid a really long riddle all through the nursery, and what they had to do first off was find every single piece of that riddle, put it together, solve the riddle, and then tell it to us to unlock the imaginary door. From there, they proceeded. We guided them kind of to the next room. Um, just because, obviously, we couldn't fence things off. We just told them, like, here you go, you're going to transition into this room, and we gave them their next clue. From there, they were directed to find different books on the bookshelf from a riddle that we had written, and in each book was keys. They knew that once they found the keys, they had to find the different boxes that it unlocked. Some of those boxes would not unlock without completing room three of our escape room. So um, that is, in my mind, I call it kind of like a hook so that they can't possibly jump too far ahead without following the steps of the escape room. Um, So parts of the answers to the clues were in room two, but the rest of the answers to the clue were in room three. And honestly, guys, I think just have fun with it because, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to go perfectly, but it it just has to be something that you think is super fun. I, in my escape rooms, have often included, like, booby traps or air quote booby traps, things that are (laughs) no-no's. Like, if you find a box that you could break open with your bare hands, please do not. (laughs) Please find the key first. Um, going back to the point of different clues and, and creating a hook, what you can think of when you're mapping it out is write on a piece of paper room one, room two, room three, room four. And then write out your clues where they're going to be in each room. And you could say clue two, part A, room one, clue two, part B, room two. And then where that clue is going to be relevant in room three. The most important thing about a hook and about creating an escape room in your house is that you make sure that the final clue is inaccessible or incompletable, if that's a word, <laughs> without completing the clues Prior, So, for example, one of the escape rooms I I did, I planned for a friend and we did like a zombie apocalypse theme. They had to find all the clues to essentially like rebuild their escape vehicle. And then the final clue was going to be where the keys were for the escape vehicle, air quotes again to win the escape room. So questions to ask yourself is, where do you want the rooms to be? Maybe that's inside or outside when you're brainstorming. Um, it could really be anything and everything. And it's so much fun and so much freedom and creativity in this. It could be decor within your house. Maybe you use your Christmas ornaments as part of it. It could be stuff within your refrigerator or things in storage. The options are really endless. You'll want to pick a date and a time when your uh, escape room's taking place. Generally speaking, I, I give people about 10 minutes per clue to solve it and, and to move on to the next one. Um, if it's a super easy clue, you could give them less time, but when they're looking around and thinking, um, that's a generous amount of time. You could let them know different guests or participants, maybe that stuffy is involved or that dog may or may not be harboring a clue. Is there a prize for winning? That is a super fun thing to include as well you could literally say no (laughs) and just the end is the victory in itself but maybe just this season with being home with your kids you say like if you complete this escape room uh, or like once you find all the puzzles and you solve them then we'll get to open Christmas presents or something like that I know um, there's a tradition where they have this uh, holiday pickle and they um, essentially whoever can find the holiday pickle it's like it's it's actually an ornament, but whoever finds the pickle ornament first gets to be the first person to open presents. So hopefully these tips help you to kind of go about creating your own escape room. And with that, I did actually want to dive into how I created one for a friend in, um, in their house and just some tips that may help you. So first off, when I was creating it within their, within their own house, First and foremost, we are super close friends, so this isn't a weird request to ask. I had them send me photos of different things, like uh, just like a general photo of the living room, nothing super close up or specific, as well as a general photo of the kitchen and a general photo of a room of their choice. So those three rooms were going to be the three rooms that were a part of the escape room. When we started the escape room, I first gave them a really ridiculous crossword puzzle to complete. Once they completed the crossword puzzle, um, maybe just to back up a touch there, within the crossword puzzle, there were specific words that were not completed because they were clues. And once they completed those clues, once they figured out what those words were, the words in those, that crossword puzzle led them on a scavenger hunt up to room two. Once they were in room two, they knew um, they had to find all of the a common decor item in that room, which was butterflies. They had to find all of the butterflies in the room. Attached on the back of the butterflies in the room was a bundle of different numbers, and, and uh, math questions, <laughs> like if you have students at home and you're a single parent or you're a parent, this is a phenomenal way to get them to do some math. Just throw in some, you know, geometry or some calculus for them to complete this escape room and you've got it covered. But no, they were just simple math questions that I included on the back of the, uh, of the butterflies. And with that, they, they were able to figure out the, the code to a combination lock. Once they figured out the code to the combination lock, they had to find the box. So (laughs) they knew the code, but they were still searching through the room for the box. The crossword puzzle had included a hint to where the box was. So in room two, there was a box with a lock that needed a code. And in that room, there was a code hidden within these decor items. So once they had solved that puzzle, they opened the box and in it was a map. Um, and a hint the map itself didn't really tell you anything, but the hint gave them a clue to the third room where they could use the map to escape so uh the map was quite literally just a printout of downtown Calgary, but in room three, with the hint they they uh like at the hint, there was a clue that would give them directions to solve a different number lock and also help them find other clues to find the key to the van to escape the zombie apocalypse essentially so they first off once they got the map they and the hint the hint directed them to go and look for um, this little Eiffel Tower ornament that was in the in room 3 and And once they had found the ornaments, it directed them to look around, basically everywhere in the house, underneath chairs for uh, different clues that would help them solve the final box. I had wrote a whole bunch of phony notes and stuck them on the bottom of various chairs, like saying, cold, colder, you're completely off base here, what are you even doing, and just made it super funny. Uh, maybe the participants didn't find it really funny but when I was watching them scramble around in the last like five minutes of this escape room looking for the the clues that would help them unlock the final clue or the final box it was quite hilarious to me so on the bottom of the chairs they had found all of the remainder numbers and they also found the remainder hints of how to put those numbers in order to find the key to the escape vehicle air quotes to win the escape room so it can really and literally be anything that you want it to be. There are so much amazing stuff on Pinterest for ideas for clues. Uh, and even with using iMovie, you could create something quite fantastic yourself just at home. I think you could have a lot of fun with it. And I really hope that these tips give you somewhat of an idea of how to create an escape room at home. And guys, if you want help, you can feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'd be happy to send you different suggestions. You do not have to send me photos of your house. Please don't, in fact. (laughs) And uh, I would be happy to give you ideas on an escape room for you to plan for your family this holiday season, just while everyone's home. and, uh, And hopefully you're able to enjoy it with your loved ones in just such a unique way this year. And it is, it is unfortunate we don't get to see family, but hopefully we can go through this holiday season and come out the other side with a new appreciation for the family that we do have in that time that we had this year, just at home, just with time to reflect and with each other. So I appreciate you guys a ton. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this podcast please hit that subscribe button um you can share it to your social media i always appreciate that and if you want to come on an episode with me to co-host and talk about a topic send me a dm at mrs liz seneker and i would be more than happy to chat